All right, everyone, we want to welcome you to the Tripod Mom podcast. I thank you again for listening in. Maybe this is your first time and you're checking us out. You don't know what to expect. Tonight, I am here with uh, one of my very good friends, Sarah Lee Claire. You know that if you have been listening to my podcast, um, I love having conversations with my girls. That's how this podcast got started. Um, just having conversations with other women that were going through some of the same experiences that I was going through, needing that advice, needing that community, having questions and sometimes not knowing where to go and just picking up the phone and talking to my girls. So um, tonight is no different. We are talking with Sarah, who um, is an expectant mom. And if you have been listening, um, actually, we did an episode, uh, the last episode was about uh, tips for new moms. So this one is kind of a uh, spinoff of that, tips for expectant moms. So as I mentioned, Sarah is expecting a new baby girl. She is how many months, Sarah? Um, eight months now. So I'm eight months. 32 weeks. And so she's got all the how to, the no to, the what to do for all of you mothers out there. Um, maybe you are in the middle of, you know, your own pregnancy and kind of like wondering what else you need to do. What did you forget? Um, maybe you need some more tips or even if you're um, planning on having children down the line, um, you may even already have children and maybe it's been a while since the last one and you need a refresher course, this episode is for you. Because let me tell you, from the time we had our um, almost 13-year-old now to the time that we had our now two-year-old, that 10-year gap made a huge difference. And I literally had to go through all of the classes again, the breathing techniques, the labor and delivery, you know, preparation, all of that, because I forgot everything. So um, I think that you'll really enjoy tonight's episode. Let me introduce my guest, Sarah Lee Claire. Would you like to say hello? Sure. Hey. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, too. Sure. So I'm 30. Um, this weekend, actually, I will be celebrating my second anniversary to my husband, Josiah. So if I mention that name, that's who that is. Um, but this is our first baby. We're really excited and um, I'm feeling great, which in the very beginning, I will say feels very awkward if you're having a really healthy, normal, like I felt normal. I didn't even feel pregnant um, for a long time. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Cause you hear these stories. Um, you know, you'll be sick and you'll feel terrible, but when you don't, it almost, you feel like you should stay quiet so that other people don't feel bad about it. But wait a minute, like God is so good. And so he's given me that blessing to be able to say, this is amazing. It feels great to be pregnant. And the baby is a girl and she's feeling, you know, she's growing normally and she's so healthy. So it's good. It's been a fun time. Good. Yeah. And you mentioned you kind of want to keep quiet when other women are telling you, oh my gosh, I was so sick and I couldn't keep anything down. It's like, you feel guilty, right? Like, For no, sure. I feel great. I've never barfed. Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I've been learning is different women will say like, oh, well, every pregnancy is different. Duh. It makes sense. But it's so funny in the very beginning because you'll hear, oh, you didn't puke. Oh, that's because it must be a boy. And then, right. or, oh, it must be a girl, all the wise tales, you know, everything you hear. So yeah, it's, it's been fun though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're getting yeah. all the mixed information. Um, everybody's opinion oh, yeah. just, yeah. You're having to take a lot yeah. of stuff with a grain of salt and some stuff you want to yeah. package it up and just throw it out the window. You're like, girlfriend, that is not for me, but I appreciate you. <laughs> Love you. Right. Like when they say, just wait, you'll get sick. Uh, I'm good. No thanks. You know? Right. Well, that's yep. awesome. So this is your first baby and your anniversary is coming up. Like you mentioned, congratulations to both. Um, tonight, ladies, we have about six tips 
that Sarah has come up with her own or on her own for expectant mothers. And I'm going to be chiming in because like I said, if you've been listening to the Tripod Mom podcast, you know that I already have three children. So I know what it's like on the other end. But even in hindsight, looking back and saying, you know what, moms, do this, you know, don't do that, or, you know, pay special attention to these things. Um, I think it will really benefit some of you out there. Even if you are um, like adopting, there are still going to be some great tips for you parents out there. So make sure you stay tuned. Um, Before we go any further, let's take a quick break from one of our sponsors and uh, we'll get right into the show when we get back. Okay. I don't know about you, but in our house, we love spicing up our meals with hot sauce. We have all the traditional faves, but we also enjoy trying new flavors from time to time. I am so glad that we found the goddamn sauce. They're a local sauce company based out of Los Angeles, California, that was started by two Howard alumni. From pineapple ginger sauce to curry reaper hot sauce, everything is extraordinary and will boss up every meal. They're also a black owned business, which if you know anything about the Tripod Mom, we love supporting our black owned businesses. Follow them on Instagram and Facebook at The Goddamn Sauce. That's the G-O-T-D-A-M-N Sauce, The Goddamn Sauce. And boss up using promo code MOMBOSSES, that's M-O-M-B-A-U-C-E-S, for 15% off your next order. Get your sauce up with the goddamn sauce, the boss of all sauces. Um, Let's get right into the episode. So Sarah's going to be dropping the tips. Let's go with tip number one for expectant moms. What you got? All right, moms. So I have collected this information thanks to other moms. Obviously, this is my first time going through this. Um, and I'm really thankful that I wasn't shy to ask questions. So that's my first tip is just ask questions. But I will say, ask women that you trust that are healthy from good sources that have godly advice, um, maybe a good you know podcast, but don't be don't feel weird if it's an awkward question or feel feels funny or strange. Um, I would just say it's better to ask someone that you trust versus Google because the internet is wonderful and it can be a friend, but it definitely can be an enemy. And I think that's necessary to point out. Um, Also asking moms, even for things like their previous registries that can really help you because like for me, I use baby list and I was able to compile it, but I, I put it side by side with other moms from their past um, baby showers. And I recognize like, oh, I forgot to put a, bur- you know, a bathtub or I forgot towels or tiny little things, but it took so much stress off of me. So that was nice. And another thing is ask questions. For example, like our baby didn't start moving until six and a half months, which that's kind of late in the game. And um, even to this day, Josiah hasn't really felt her and that's okay, but it can feel fearful. And so when talking to other women, they're like, oh no, my husband's the same way. Like he had such a hard time connecting until the baby was born. And like that brings so much peace that you don't realize. Um, So don't be afraid to, you know, ask those questions. Yeah. And I will say on the flip side of that too, um, like, like you said, being mindful of the source, because a lot of women are going to give you their opinions that you didn't ask for. And then two, mm-hmm. some of the advice that they give you, it you may appreciate it, but it just doesn't fit what you guys have going on and the decisions that you've made for your own family. So if that's okay. You don't have to take everything, you know, because it, mm-hmm. it's not a one size fits all, right? Right. For sure. All right, that really two. goes into the second one. But yeah, because I just said, don't overthink things and try not to be fearful because 
um, you know, every single pregnancy and every baby is going to be different. So it might be the same mom, but I'm sure you experience that ginger where your first labor is a lot different than your third, you know? And yeah. so that's yeah. necessary. Um, I was told growing up from my mom, you'll get morning sickness. I have it for five months. So you'll have it. And so when I didn't get that, I almost felt like something could be possibly wrong. Don't overthink it when it comes to prenatal vitamins or what, what stretch cream do I use? Or should I put my nails or what about the hospital bag? Like, of course, having a birth plan is so necessary and thinking about a playlist or prepping for the actual birth is necessary. But when you get to the point of overthinking where that's all you're consumed with, um, then just be reckon, you know, recognize it, that it's probably fear. Fear is gotta go. Fear is the enemy of joy and you want to have all the joy you can have during this season mamas absolutely yeah um you mentioned something too that is actually a tip that i had so i'm gonna share this as tip number three um have a birth plan (laughs) because um and i didn't know anything about the birth plan i think for the first pregnancy And then going into the second one, I was like, oh, this is like a thing. So when I go into, okay, so if you don't know what a birth plan is, like basically it's a written out instruction list for your healthcare provider or your nurse or your midwife when you go into the hospital, because I'm telling you in the moment, you'll forget, you'll you'll be in so much pain or just, you know, things are moving so quickly you know, this can be a new experience for you for new moms. Um, you just forget, you know, oh, I don't want that uh, particular medication. Oh, I don't want a, a male nurse in here. Um, and it can be, you know, it's your show mama. So when you go into the hospital, I highly recommend that you have a birth plan because like I said, one, you'll forget, but two, um, the hospital staff has a way as well, this is if you're having a hospital birth, right? Just people, wherever you're having your baby, have a way of imposing their own recommendations on you, but kind of in a pushy way. And so (laughs) if you have, you know, your paperwork that says, I have a birth plan and I had to pull mine out a couple of times for my second and for my third pregnancy. Well, I only had it for my second and third, but I had to say, I have a birth plan. I have a birth plan. I forget what it was that the lady was asking me. I think yeah, she wanted to, done. I think she wanted to like bathe the baby right away and take the baby away. And mm-hmm. I kept saying, I have a birth plan. I have a birth plan. And then finally, when it registered to her, like the third time that I said it, she said, oh, and then she went and she looked and she, she realized that what it was she was asking. I think that's what it was that she wanted. Um, she wanted to take the baby to, to give him a, give her, him a bath really quick. And I was like, Mm-mm, that's not in my birth plan. I want my baby to stay with me for the first, you know, a couple of hours and he doesn't need a bath right away and you know, whatever. Right. Um, but it was helpful for me to just keep saying that I didn't have to explain myself. I didn't have to break it down for her why I felt this way or whatever. It didn't matter. I just said, lady, I have a birth plan. I have a birth. It's, it's not. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Especially if you're giving birth at two in the morning, you might have told your husband and that's great or your mom or whoever's with you. But guess what? They might forget too. They might be sleep deprived or tired yeah. or they might say, yeah, uh, yeah. About anything, washing the baby or eye treatment or there's so many questions and it's really necessary to write it down so that everyone has that peace of mind. You don't have to really hopefully reiterate it. And sometimes you can, you know, alleviate from the plan, you know, that's like your ideal situation of what you want to happen. And I understand like some different scenarios will come up or can come up. And so, yeah, you can change it to your liking. We did that um, quite a bit with our third child because we were like, ah, forget it. This is the third one. She'd be all right. You know, <laughs> at that point, we were just like, all right, we thought that was important. It's not really a big deal, you know, but, um, you know, it, it's, it's just helpful to have, like you said, because you do forget. It's just a helpful time on this. Yep. And I will say, I don't know if you know this, Ginger, but I'm a sign language interpreter. So I've been to five births, some C-section, but all hospital. Um, 
And that's why I knew I'm having it at home. So I'm doing it a little bit differently this time, but I have noticed when moms have a birth plan, it does seem to go a little bit more smoothly versus last minute, you know, asking about vaccines or vitamin K and then having to explain it to a mom who's drowsy and now, you know, has probably had medicine at that point, definitely, you know, exhausted. They're not really at a cognizant level to make those kinds of choices. So, and they may not know what it is either. Maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, mom didn't do some extra research to know what to expect, especially like you mentioned those first vaccines, um, you know, and, and just not really knowing. And again, if you're giving birth in a hospital, um, or like an emergency situation with people that are strangers, you know, these people are going to give you what their best idea is, you know, and what their uh, professional opinion is. And again, that may not be something that you want to do, or you don't have enough information to know if that's something that you're comfortable with. So now you might just be kind of going with the flow because you don't know what to expect. You're like vitamin K. What is that? I don't know what Mm -hmm. you're going to do with my baby's eyes. What (laughs) you know? And, um, it just, like I said, it's very helpful. And we did talk about that, how you are. Uh, I, I know that you're a sign language interpreter, but um, the last time we talked was at your baby shower and you were saying that, um, you know, being in the hospital room with some of these mothers was the reason why you wanted to have a home birth. So tell us a little bit about that. For sure. I just, I noticed a lot of switches with nurses and there was one particular birth where the nurse was so frantic she was yelling at the mom don't push wait for the doctor and I just I was so shocked by that and of course you know you don't want to push too fast because you don't want to tear but they were waiting for the doctor so that's the reason why and then once the doctor arrived you know he didn't really assess the situation and he told me he was like grab her leg well I can't really grab someone's leg while I'm trying to interpret what the nurses and doctors are saying or what the mom is trying to portray to the doctor. Um, It was just really stressful and hectic. And I remember feeling so bad. Like I was thankful I was there so that they could have their voice be shared. But yeah, I just felt like, especially, you know, during COVID, we didn't know, is my husband going to be allowed to be in the room? Do I have to wear a mask? All of that. So we really took a lot into account and we tried, we thought about going to a birthing center, but it was dingy and just not at all our style. So we, we chose, okay, we're going to be at our own home, set the atmosphere, how we want it. And, um, I think we're kind of excited about it now. Yeah. And that's, that's super cool. I think if you can afford it, if that is an option for you to do like a home birth, or like you said, a birthing center, like having all of those options and having that part of your birthing experience is part of having a birthing plan, you know, because even in, you know, saying, okay, I want to, let's say, have my baby in a birthing center. If for some reason there's an emergency situation, you still have a plan to back up that plan. So it's all you know, laid out for you in some kind of steps that you can take instead of like, oh my gosh, my water broke. I'm home by myself. Now what? You know, so you you exactly. have all of these things in place. Um, and, and that's helpful. Like even little things like, you know, what are you going to do with your other kids? You know, what happens if you go into labor in the middle of the night? Um, you know, maybe you're a single mom who's, who's taking you, um, you know, so having a birth plan is essential, at least have some kind of idea of, um, if there are things that are like non-negotiable moms, like have that down, you know, the stuff that you don't care about, if you don't care about it, who cares? But the things that, you know, I absolutely do not want, um, you know, cause I had a friend who, and actually I can say this because they shared it on our podcast. So if you didn't listen in our season one, Isabel Reyes, um, 
I'll leave a link for that episode in the notes for this one. But she said in her birth plan that she did not want a male doctor or male nurses in the room. And she started seeing all these men in there. You know, that's a very private moment. You're completely exposed. And that was a preference of hers. So, um, you know, somebody didn't read the plan. But um, just having that there and maybe, you know, that, that was something that came up, you know, moms, I, I encourage you to listen to that if you are expecting, listen to Isabel's story, because that was very powerful about just some ways that things can go wrong um, and how advocating for yourself is super important in that hospital room. But um, because she had it in her plan, but I think she was a little shy to maybe speak up about it. Um, but later right. on realizing like, hey, that was really important to me. So it, it doesn't help yeah. if you have a birthing plan, but then you're not telling people I have a birthing plan. You know, you have to be reminding mm -hmm. the people that are coming in and out of your room, especially um, if there are shift changes and, you know, cause you're not, it, this isn't a drive-through, you're not going in and out. You, you're probably going to be there <laughs> for 24 to 72 hours. Um, you know, with different nurses, different doctors, um, the people that are bringing you food and things like that. Um, maybe you have dietary stuff going on. So all of that is, you know, important information to, to include, you know, just give people a heads up, like, mm, I, I don't know if I like that, or this is what I want. So for sure. All right. yeah, I remember that episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it was yeah. anyways, you like, guys got to listen to it. We've teased it enough. <laughs> you gotta exactly. listen to that one definitely um so that brings us to number four which was number three on your list because I just added an extra one so. oh good yeah I didn't put numbers on purpose just so we didn't get lost Confused, like we did on uh, the last episode <laughs> I love Shawnee's that was a great episode um all right so I just said um only no only God is going to know what's going on with your baby right so for me it was wonderful having my husband be able to go to appointments with me. He was somebody I trusted, but then he went out of town. So he was working a few times. I had a best friend go with me. I had a mom go with me. Um, but then there was one point when we couldn't hear the heartbeat. So I was already three months along and the midwives had checked several appointments several times. We're like, okay, maybe next time. And they still couldn't hear her. So I went to an ultrasound and because of COVID had to go by myself. But make sure that afterwards you call or you text someone because even if it's sorrow that you're sharing, it could be joy, but doing it alone, like you're already doing so much as a mom alone because you're like, oh my gosh, you're, you know, you're getting BO or you're, your hair is growing long. Like there's certain things you're not going to share um, if somebody asks you, if you go to an appointment by yourself, if you have to, then bring somebody else in your emotional circle. I think that's necessary. Um, yes. And then of course, like anything can happen, right? It just happen, sadly, but you know, you don't want, for example, spotting can be normal, but you don't know what is normal for your body versus someone else's. So talk to your doctor, talk to your friend, um, but don't just keep all that internally because the Holy Spirit is going to tell you red flag, something's off, your body feel like if you feel wrong, ask him, ask God, because he's the one that's going to know what, you know, what your baby is doing. And then another thing I was going to mention is that spend time with the Holy Spirit asking what, what God says about your baby. So for me, for example, I haven't been given much and that's okay. But one little promise was that, um, she's going to be kind and that's such a small word, but dang, it's been a rich promise. And so that's chilled me out and helped me to kind of connect to her. So it's, it's been good. Yeah. I think that goes back to like, just knowing like there are some things that you can control and other things that you can't, right? So knowing that, because like, not everybody that listens to my podcast may be a believer. So you're like, this is foreign to you, right? Ask the Holy Spirit, like, who is the Holy Spirit? Like, you may not understand that lingo, but ultimately what we're saying is one, trust your body. Like, you know 
intuitively if you feel like something right. is wrong. Um, that's why we keep saying, talk to your doctor, talk to your partner, talk to somebody. Um, but two, trust the process, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's easy to say that when your pregnancy is going well, things are looking good, you're feeling great. But then on the other hand, we've had women, um, you know, just knowing stories of women who have lost their babies, uh, miscarried and things like that. And so, you know, just like Sarah said, don't overthink it because you will completely freak yourself out and rob yourself of the joy that you're supposed to be having in this moment. So definitely, um, you know, knowing that God has everything under control is one way to alleviate some of that burden off your own shoulders because you cannot control anything. You just sit there and be obedient. That's, that's your job. <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's yeah, your next I, my next tip is check in with yourself. So that, I mean, a lot of these blend into one another, right? So I mentioned about my boobs, you know, hurting so bad, but someone recommended, and I was only two months along, but they said, buy some nursing bras, you know, save your money instead of having to buy maternity ones, get nursing because then you'll use them afterwards. And it's amazing how headaches, back pains, and then of course, like the throbbing um, just went away because I just needed a bigger size. It's simple things like that. Just knowing yourself, checking in with your body, um, but just making sure that you're comfortable. How are you sleeping? You know, I haven't got um, a pregnancy pillow, but other people needed that, love that. So just knowing those tiny things. Um, and then also I said, you know, planning a baby can feel really stressful and you realize like there's tons to do, right? There's a lot that comes with just a little eight pound, whatever, however baby big that baby will be. But yeah. So when friends and family say, Hey, I have this, I have that hand me down girl say yes. Like we have been blessed with a million things. And that was even before baby showers and then baby showers. And then, whoa, it saves time and money and worry. And man, there's just so much that you're robbing yourself of a gift. If you think you need everything new, come on now. Yeah, <laughs> or that, that was, you need to go buy it yourself. Like, no way. That was yeah. one of my tips. And um, I'm glad that you brought that up because, um, you know, there's the saying, it ain't tricking if you got it, right? If you got the money to do all that brand new, you know, first, second, third, eighth, whatever, <laughs> you know, that's great. But I'm going to tell you, like I told my friends who were first time mothers, and I said, you know, these babies, they grow really fast. Some of them, when they are born, are not in a zero to three months. They are 10 pounders. 11 pounders, that baby is wearing three to six months out the womb. Okay. So let right. me just tell you that all that brand new stuff that you just got doesn't fit. Okay. And then your baby has a growth spurt and now they're in nine months clothing at <laughs> three months. I'm telling you it happens. Okay. So when you're telling people, no, I don't want that stuff. No, we're buying all new stuff. That's great. And, and amazing. But one, um, I'm like super eco-friendly. So I like to reuse <laughs> and like recycle stuff like a crazy person. My husband yeah. gets super annoyed. But, um, you know, it, it just is more cost effective and it's better for the planet. And trust me, your kid is going to grow out of that brand new something so fast. You're going to turn around and be like, we spent $70 on something that they used once one time and then I bet you for your little second baby you're not going to do that again I, I can, even if you buy brand new outfits and clothes and things like that those high chairs those um pack and plays those strollers if you can reuse those get your hands on them because I mean they if they're in good condition and there's nothing wrong with them they're not broken um damaged parts been in accidents and stuff those things save your money 
put your money yeah. away and put it into a college fund or into an account for your child for stocks or something. But um, yeah. yeah, children just go through stuff so fast at that time. And even um, some of our friends were giving us clothes before, let's say Solomon came. Um, and it was like 2T, 3T. I didn't get the 3T because I was like, that's too long to be holding on to stuff. But I did take up to 2T and man, that stuff came in, in handy. Like we barely had to buy him any clothes until this year. And he is wow. six, he's 20, 30, he's 32 months. Okay. So he's, he's a year and a half or two, two and a half years. Okay. And this is like the first time that we really had to buy anything for him. Um, I love we just had so much stuff and it was such a blessing and it was nice stuff. It wasn't like raggedy faded like nobody wants a baby to be looking like you know <laughs> why right but um yeah definitely take advantage yeah. of girls even furniture I mean we we were given a crib and then my mom found a crib on the side of the road and it was free and so she put it in her house I'm like okay well then the baby yes. will have a place to go eventually you know just things like that like you don't know um and then you could pass things off too if you have two diaper pails for example that happened to us and then we had a friend find out that they were pregnant so I said hey I have these extra things and so it's just yeah you gotta be mindful and aware that like this stuff adds up and and it really is a blessing for someone else giving it to you too so don't yes. steal that joy from them because they know wait a minute my my daughter wore this now your daughter can wear that like it connects you on kind of a on a friendship level that's a little bit deeper because we don't do that as adults really like I wouldn't pass off my dress to ginger I could but we don't normally do that but hey yeah. it's important to be mindful of that stuff um yeah. another part about checking in with yourself too is that I read early on probably a month in you know don't use aluminum in your deodorant so I switched over I got a natural type and girl I've never in my life had BO but I did and so a few weeks later, after I talked to, you know, my midwife and doula, like, what should I do? And she's like, you're fine. Like you can switch back over. Like you don't have to use that. And little things like that, like that really saved me for myself, saved my husband from, you know, feeling like he had to stay away from me. Um, you know, but then also knowing, let's be real, hormones are still a very, very strange thing in pregnancy. And so sometimes having to take two showers is a real thing. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, don't, don't get mad at yourself. Um, and don't ignore it, please. Cause for everybody's, uh, everyone's sake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, are you hungry? Are you tired? Then take care of that. Like check with yourself before just running yourself ragged. Um, for me, like I actually eat less now that I'm pregnant. So my husband has to say like, Hey, do you didn't have dinner? Like go have dinner, weird things like that. But it's just your, your body changes. So like for me, appetite changed, but, um, you know, you hear about dyeing your hair, painting your nails, foods, of course, what to eat, what not to eat and drink that stuff can stress you out, which stresses the baby out. So just know, like even apps, they can be really great. But for me, I downloaded one and after like finding out the baby's, you know, oh, it's the size of a, a pineapple. Cool. But then all the rest of the information, it just made me so anxious. And I was like, I'm doing all this wrong. And so after a few days, I realized, wait a minute, if I delete the app, I won't know. And then <laughs> I'm not going to stress myself out. So just check with yourself because that's, I don't know, the hormones will affect the stress levels and both of those things affect you and the baby. Yeah, and you can tell when you're not feeling yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I actually posted about this a while back that I was telling my husband, um, and I, I think I talked about it in one of the episodes too, that I was telling until that I just felt like something was off with my third pregnancy. And at first, you know, he kind of brushed it off like, ah, you're always like that, or you're always crabby, you know. And I was just like, right. Maybe, Didn't they tell you but, you were depressed, like during pregnancy? I was. 
Yeah. I, I did not know. And I didn't know that that was even a thing. And so, but I just kept saying like, I know, like, I'm not usually this emotional. And like you said, your hormones are so wonky anyways, during pregnancy in the first place. Right. So give yourself some grace and, you know, the people around you should know, okay, you know, <laughs> it's, it's that it's kind of like when you're PMSing, like, you know, this, this, let me just have some time to just shut my own mouth because I know that I'm really angry for no reason right now. So <laughs> like, I just, like you said, just checking in with yourself is super important because you know when you're not feeling right and it's okay. Maybe if it's like a day or two or, you know, like a normal stretch, but if this is going on for days and weeks and things are not improving, uh, case in point, um, I didn't, I've never been anemic, but I'm a very small woman. And so my whole life, doctors have always checked me for anemia. And um, during my third pregnancy, my last pregnancy, they did say, okay, yeah, now your blood is, a your iron is a little bit low. So now apparently I'm anemic. Well, I've, this baby, Montana is now uh, 14 months old now. I am still feeling super lethargic and just, I need naps during the day. And I was like, what is this? Like, I am not, I know she keeps me up at night sometimes, but I'm like, I shouldn't be needing a nap every single day. And so just knowing, you know, what's normal for your body and what's not is also um, just really helpful to check in with yourself because I, I made it a point and I was telling again, my, my spouse, I told, you know, some of my family members, it just didn't make sense. And sure enough, I still am uh, low iron. And I said, that makes perfect sense. Why I need to lay down every day <laughs> in this season <laughs> until I get my energy back up because right. I'm lacking. I'm, I'm vitamin deficient right now. So right. that's the great thing about the fact that it's 2021. Like there's so many things that we know now that we yeah. didn't before. So it's, yeah. 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 All right. Do how many more tips do we have? Is that it? We got two more. Two more. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so the next one is keep living. So for example, yes. you know, sex is going to change. It might feel different, but keep, you know, keep yourself connected to your husband. <laughs> um, don't obsess of the baby. Like go on adventure still. Your child is go not going to slow you down. I know that society says that, but it is such a lie. Go out, do things now. But when the baby's born, you can still go and do things. Oh, wait, I'm, oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's <laughs> advocate right there. You're gonna counter because my tip was the same. You know, live your life. You know, um, do things now. But I was gonna say, do it now because it does change. Because connecting with your spouse when you have children, especially small children, you have to be more intentional about it because you don't have a as much alone time. So True. even when they're coming home from work or they're getting ready to leave in the morning, like the kids are probably already up. So, you know, where you would have those moments to do things together, even those small moments. Now, you know, little Johnny wants a bottle or some cereal or something. And you're just like, okay, bye, honey. I can't talk to you right now. Have a good day. Um, right. Also, um, part of that with, um, you know, date nights and things like that. Who's going to watch your kids while y'all go on a date? Yep. You know, no, I agree. So I said date now, like spend some extra time with friends and family. Cause that's going to change. Yeah. But I will say like, you know, when the baby is like, okay, look, either way, even if you have a bottle or you breastfeed, you know, you could still go off and go camping, for example, or travel like it yes. does change you pack a whole you know you the kitchen your sink. whole house you right pack <laughs> your whole house and then the garage especially <laughs> for the first baby I feel like because you don't know what to pack so you're just like oh my gosh we're gonna need medicine yeah. and thermometers and the yeah. bathtub how are we gonna bathe yeah. our bath and it's like it's camping girl like just you know you go right in. but yes no okay but I see your point. so I mean I think I agree with both like do it now but also do it later because People become hermits where it's like, baby, 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 
and they don't actually celebrate and do regular life. I, I don't know. It's a, I think you have to find that healthy balance, but just keep yes. living. So, yeah. yes, because I think even too, like when we, okay, so let me just give you an example with um, Solomon. Now we have a new baby again. So if we want to do something, you know, we have to be intentional that it has to be family friendly. Um, otherwise, it needs to, we have to have a babysitter. And not always is a babysitter available. Um, and then two, sometimes you need a babysitter just so you can handle like day-to-day -day tasks. Like let's say you mom need to go to the doctor and you need to get your car fixed or something like that. Well, you don't really want to take the kids or you maybe sometimes can't. So, so now you don't want to burn your babysitters out because right. you want to go on a date night every weekend with your husband, you know, so that's part of, like you said, just, you know, still doing the things, but they do change. So even the more children that you have, it just becomes um, like it becomes, I'm just, I'm just going to say it becomes more difficult the more children you have to be intentional about doing some of those things. So even vacation um, you know, do vacation, take the family or don't take the kids, you know, leave them if you can, but it just requires more thought. So you can't just, right. let's, just pack a, let's just pack a bag, babe. And let's just go just jump in the <laughs> car and put the top down. You're like, Oh no, we can't put the, the top down because the kids are in the backseat and they'll blow away. So, <laughs> <laughs> or their toys or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it just, you know, you still definitely do life. Definitely. Um, you know, maybe, maybe your, um, vacations look different. Like you said, if you're going camping, maybe now you're going camping with other friends who have children too. Um, True. so that way, you know, they can be entertained while the adults do something as well. Um, it, it just looks different in every season of having children, especially depending on what age they are, but you have to be intentional about the vacay. So my tip to, to add to your tip would be do as much as you can now before <laughs> the baby comes, take another weekend, go to the movies. How are you going to go to the movies with a baby? Answer, you don't. You can't take the little person. They're going to cry through the whole movie. They're going to poop their pants. You have to get up three times. Not going to work. Unless you have a miracle child that is just silent all the time. It just <laughs> do it now. Go on dates. Go and just enjoy yourself. And then when the baby comes, you do it too. But it just, it does look different. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my big warning if you didn't hear it <laughs> <All good. laughs> well and it's cool I've I definitely have enjoyed listening to other episodes um you know with you having a blended family because I grew up in a blended family my parents got divorced when I was 14 months old and then remarried and then divorced again and then remarried and they had kids and then they had kids together and so wow. I have seven siblings like it's a big mixed family but I get it like you have to wait till the kids are older so that they can help with the youngers. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's fun. Kids or sometimes are so fun. you just don't and you just make it happen and it's crazy and it's chaotic. But then too, like you may have people giving you dirty looks through the airport. Like, why is your child screaming? I'm sorry, because they're two. Like, you know, <laughs> look yeah. away, you know, or maybe yeah. I have to nurse in public. Like, you know, would you prefer my child like scream and throw tantrums and fall out on the floor? Like you choose person that wants to judge me right now. So, oh, you yeah. know, just there's so many opinions out there. Just live your life and just be intentional and enjoy yeah. it because the moments go so fast. You're going to look up and they're going to be 13. <laughs> like our TJ here, who he just, he doesn't want me to kiss him in public anymore. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, mom. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are oh, we yeah. down to one more tip? Last one. Yep. Okay. So this one is be prepared, be prepared for the questions before they're asked of you. So this can be really overwhelming. 
Um, but I think if you know the answers, if you're confident in those answers, and I'm not talking about like, how are you feeling? But what I mean specifically is like these hard questions. Um, you know, if you had, you know, if anything happened in the pregnancy, would you tell someone, um, do you want to find out the gender? Yes or no. Do you want to announce it a specific way? Are you going to share the name, genetic testing, cord clamping, skin to skin? Um, of course, C-section, induction, OBGYN versus midwife. And then while you're pregnant, like you got to be thinking about pediatrician. Who are you going to be going to for years to come, right? And then postpartum. So, I mean, if you know the answers, you'll feel so much more confident in talking to your provider, talking to your mom, <laughs> talking to your neighbor, whoever, because you know, because you've done the research on your own, at your own pace, with your partner, with your own trusted circle of tribe women, you know, that you can say, what did you do? Okay, why did you do that? Instead of having to choose on the day of the birth or, you know, somebody else telling your, your information for you, for example. Yes, yes. I was wondering where you were going with that, because I'm like, that's a lot of questions to know the answers to. And I feel like, you some of those things you you know the first time somebody asks you you think like oh I don't know I don't know mm-hmm. what I want to do but let that be an opportunity for you to find out and get the answer for yourself so that way when it's important like like she said you know knowing because uh, they're going to ask you in the hospital are you planning on breastfeeding and you can say no actually I would prefer not to because of my own prerogative thank you very much or whatever you know right you can have you can know um why you have you know made that choice and um there will be people that challenge you on the decisions that you make and try to sway you but if you have done your research and you have you know talked to your family or you know your support um then you like like uh sarah said you know what your response is already going to be and so, and, and it's okay if there are things that come up at the last minute that you, you don't know, or like we said, you know, maybe you change your mind, that's fine. You know, again, it's your, it's, it's your show, you know, it, you are the, the thing about this baby is that the baby is yours. So you get to make the decision and, you know, don't let anybody take those decisions away from you by imposing their own, um, you know, preconceptions and, and their beliefs on you. For sure. Yeah. So. Someone told me they're like, this baby is made for your body. Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of the day, like, wow, okay. Yeah. That's yeah. all you need to remember. Like it's no matter what happens, it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> That's, you know. And we've I've known um mothers who too will say like they they wanted to breastfeed, for example, or they wanted to do something. And then when the baby came, they had challenges or um, it just wasn't working with, you know, their, um, their home life or, or whatever. And so they had to make adjustments. That's okay. Um, You know, but again, just kind of knowing what you want to do will help you be prepared because for example, if you know that you want to breastfeed, then you know that you need a pump. (laughs) So you don't have to be going out and trying to spend 200, $300 last minute because now your breasts are as big as your head <laughs> because they're engorged and you're engorged. Yeah, exactly. So, you right. know, just kind of, yeah. And, and even, um, postpartum, like we said, what are you doing in the days after? Um, one thing that I had a tip for that, you know, I kind of shoot in my tips with Sarah's. If you notice on this episode, I let her <laughs> run the show and then I was just kind of chiming in. But um, having like your, your postpartum preparation, as far as we mentioned, like, what are you doing if you have other children? What are their accommodations? But also um, having like freezer meals and, you know, who's, who's taking care of mama? Because depending on if you have a planned C-section or emergency C-section, mama, you may not be able to take care of that baby or if you got multiples, you know, mm-hmm. um, right away. So having, um, you know, some idea of what you want to happen is going to be super important because you don't want to, you know, be at the last minute trying to scramble and find some assistance or, you know, trying to order out, 
to McDonald's every night because you don't have anything to, to eat for you and your family. And especially if you have other little children and you're, you're supposed to be healing mothers, right. your, your postpartum time, those days after you have the baby, you may feel great. You may bounce back right away. My first baby, I did. My second baby, I kind of did. No, nah, I needed those foods and milk. <laughs> but um, I, I, my pregnancies, uh, my deliveries, I should say, were actually really good for the most part. And my recovery was not so bad. Um, but, you know, you, you have mothers that are um, there on their backs for two and three weeks. Um, right. So, you know, just like I said, just knowing what you're going to do is going to be very helpful. So, yes, Definitely. have have some idea of how to answer mm -hmm. those questions. For sure. There's a really good website called EarthMamaOrganics.com. Mm -hmm. And there's two different forms. So there's one that's for a birth plan and there's another one that's for a postpartum. And what you do is you click, it's got hundreds of multiple choice questions, you know, not hundreds, but you know, it's got enough where if, or you could fill in a spot, you could write in your own wishes, but it helps you to think about maybe things outside of your box that you haven't thought about before. For example, like you mentioned about, you know, the kids, if you have other kids or um, a shopping list, like what are things that you can't have or can have, um, you know, what are your wishes? You know, do you want someone to videotape or just take pictures? Like those are things that you might not remember and then regret later. So yes. that was a cool, cool tip. Cause then you're not having to create your own from scratch, but if that's better for you, then do that too. Yeah. 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 Oh, last thing is write like in, in some kind of journal, write down how you're really feeling good, bad, ugly, you know, yeah, yeah. journaling can really help you. Yeah. And it'll help you remember some of those things that cross your mind and you're like, oh, I need to ask that. And then you, sure. can be, you can have it written down and say, you know what, this question came up. I used to do that with my um, doctor appointments. Cause I would look at, I would go in there and the girl and I would be talking about everything but that baby. <laughs> we would be talking about the weather and the pandemic. And I, she'd be like, so do you have any questions? And I'd be like, oh yeah, I wrote them down, you know? And then I remembered the things that I needed. So yes, definitely journaling helps. Um, I am a journaler and I have journals from years ago that I've just kept. And it's, it's actually nice, I think too, during the season because you can share some of those things with your children um, when they get older. So, True. yeah, thanks for letting me, uh, I don't know, share all these different tips. There's a million more, I'm sure. There's other things that are missing, but hopefully some of this will help you. <laughs> yes, and thank you for joining us. I love all the tips. Like you said, I think a lot of them do um, intertwine with each other. You know, and just really, it, it really just has to do with what works for you, mom. Like, listen to yourself and be, enjoy this time when people are so nice to you and they tell you that you're glowing all the time and you look so <laughs> beautiful and they give up their seat on the bus and, you know, they, they scoot over, they pull out your chair because as soon as that baby comes, they're not doing that anymore. <laughs> you're not pregnant anymore. You can do it yourself and you will, you will do it for yourself. Okay. With the baby in your arms and the whole house packed up in the diaper bag. <laughs> thanks. So enjoy it now. Thanks for the breath. Breath. All right. Yep. Yep. Well, thanks again, Sarah. It's great having you on. Hopefully we can uh, get an update from you once the baby girl comes and we'll talk to you again soon. Good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thanks for listening today on The Tripod Mom. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave a review. That way we can reach more listeners with stories just like these. Thanks again.